Hello and welcome to the Big Planet Comics Podcast. This is episode 149. I am Nick. I'm Jared. I'm Kelly. Uh, again, we're here to talk about comics, some other stuff. Uh, cool stuff. Mostly comics. Uh, Mostly comics. Nal Hutta. <laughs> um, we're not going to talk about Nal Hutta on this episode. We're talking right now. <laughs> uh, wait, who was, who was the dreamy person we were talking about like two months ago? Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Right. He's always See, dreamy. we have themes. We haven't talked about his dreaminess recently. He's yeah. still dreamy. Uh, speaking Y'all. of Tom, Tom Hardy, uh, no, I got nothing. Um, oh. I saw Ant Man. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Tom Hardy, I saw Ant Man. Is he? In uh, it? He is no, not. Don't tell me. Oh, I was Tom Hardy not. is in it as uh, the Joker. Um, <laughs> no, what was? Uh, I, there was a trailer for a new Tom Hardy movie with oh, Leonardo oh, DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. The oh, oh, is that oh that creepy gosh. wilderness one? Revenant? Yeah, oh, I haven't so seen good. It. It's it the guy who did amazing. Birdman. Oh, and, really? Uh, Inaritu and yeah, and Gal- uh, not Galaxy. What movie? Gravity. Did? No, he didn't do Gravity. No, that was the other his other bud who did it. <laughs> That's uh. I'm not gonna be able Quaron? to see that movie. Quaron. It is yeah. too intense. It looks pretty yeah. intense. For it looks like me. it has another like. Maybe it's still all one shot. <laughs> like, well, it's all done in natural light. Is yeah. like the big uh, thing. Yeah. It's always him. something. It looks really good. Uh, yeah. I'm really excited about it. Um, yeah, go. but other than that, Tom I saw, Hardy update. I did, I did see Ant Man. Okay. Uh, did you guys? I no. did not no. see it yet. I, I just didn't it yet. get around to it. These are terrible comic book store employees. I make sure I see it the first weekend because everybody's going to talk to me That's about it. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I I definitely looked at it and thought, okay, I'm going to see it, but I don't care if I get spoiled after the first week, so right. I'll, I'll see yeah, it. Yeah, I wasn't super the enthused. Second week. There's actually a crazy amount People of things been to spoil it's been about. Good. It. Yeah, oh, I really? liked it. Uh, yeah, it's really it's it's not like the best Marvel movie, but it's really good and it's really fun. And I feel like what's one of the only ones you could take kid to see and like still be like not too traumatized yeah i've heard that there there is still a, a very edgar wright feel to it yeah you could definitely tell the parts that were edgar wright uh, things. Yeah. Um, which i don't know if that would ma- make it better or worse because i feel like i would just be disappointed that it wasn't all <laughs> edgar yeah I, t- wright. I, t- I talked to somebody else today who, who said that they the whole time they were just like oh this would be so much better if it was edgar wright exactly yeah, wow. which is kind of true but it was still good and it's really yeah. funny and uh michael pena is hilarious oh in yeah it. i heard that um, oh, yeah, I heard he was like one of the best. The Edgar parts. Wright stuff is like there's these kind of like um, not montages, but there's these parts where he's he's talking about something like uh, how he found out about a job. He's like, so I was talking to this girl, and she was talking to this guy. But as he's saying the stuff, it's like showing uh, what what happened, and oh, like his oh, voice is awesome. coming out of all of them. It's really oh, weird. Oh, it's pretty cool. Awesome. But that's like, like a very Edgar like Wright drunk thing. history. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's really funny because like. It'll be like a scientist. He's like, "Yo, I got mad science, man. I got, <laughs> I got." Th- it's like stuff like that. It's really yeah. funny. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. What? That's well. No, I'm not going to tell you that. But yeah, uh, don't tell me. Don't tell me. There's a cameo in one of those. But excellent. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it's it's fun. I mean, Paul Rudd is great. Michael Pena is great. Uh, the villain's like all right. You know, he's yeah. just kind of like the bad guy yeah. that he has to fight. And I thought the sounds like a faceted dude. Yeah, the, he's <laughs> just like there. And Evangeline Lily is okay. Um. There's something a little weird about it. Well, I'll tell you about it. But uh, Michael Douglas is great. Um, and uh, I like the relationship between pa- Paul Rudd and his daughter is, is pretty cute and well done. There's a really funny thing part where he gives her a, a birthday present that's terrifying. Um, stop. Spoiling. The ants are great. Yeah, stop. We're done. All the ants stuff it's is great. great Whatever. Move cool on. cameos. And, Talk about yeah. this next week. It's uh, exciting. It's fun. Uh, kill yeah. me. Kill yeah. me. Ant-Man. You guys should see Ant-Man. Um, trying to. Yeah. You should. Uh, what have you guys been up to? I went to the Star Wars themed baseball game at Nats yeah, Park. Yeah, Star Wars Day. Yeah, which Those was like Stormtroopers versus Rebels. No, it was the Nats versus the Dodgers. They had a Darth Vader theme. running the bases. I don't understand. Though, right? 
Did they? I didn't I think see so. it. Well, <laughs> I, I, it was, How would you miss that? Um, they, there were lots of things happening. Um, it was probably something that happened before. They definitely had all the racing presidents dressed up as the various different characters. Wow. I think um, one of them was Darth Vader, right? No. That's one, what I, I saw somewhat one of the... <laughs> no, it was Boba Fett. There was a Boba Fett. Oh, it's your Boba Fett. Wow. Uh, so that was cool. And during the the whole like racing presidents thing, they did a they did a relay race, and so the last leg of it was Luke Skywalker versus Darth Maul, <laughs> which was an interesting what? team up. And then Darth Maul won, which is like, come on, guys, you rigged this. <laughs> why would you have Why would you have Darth Maul win? Is Oops. it rigged? Uh, it's definitely it's rigged. rigged. Uh, but uh, that's lame. Yeah. So they. Um, I put my money on Darth Maul. They definitely. <laughs> like photoshopped the players' faces onto different Darth, uh, different Star Wars character bodies for all of their player pictures on the screen. Super weird. Um, <laughs> they had these. They had these special T-shirts um, that you could only get on the 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 game day and stuff. And yeah, actually, the thing that I liked the best about it was somebody clearly like very thoughtfully went through and picked out like amazing sound cues and musical huh. cues from the movies to use throughout the game, nice. like in, <laughs> in reaction to certain things. That's awesome. Wow. Uh, so that was really, really cool. But yeah, it was incredibly hot and we didn't oh. end up staying the oh, whole yeah, day. Right. Oh, I felt yeah. so bad for anybody in a costume. Oh, terribly hot. No, it yeah. was terrible. But all in all, it was a lot of fun. I my It was sponsored by Think Geek and my friend works at Think Geek. So we were in the whole Think Sweet. Geek section. That's awesome. So that was pretty rad. Cool. How about you, Jared? What'd you do? Uh, did you do anything? Yeah, this hot weekend, instead of going to a baseball game, I drove to Philly. Oh, that's uh, right. Went to a barbecue, right? Yep. Pat Alicia was doing his studio barbecue hangout where that's he invites awesome. a bunch of Philly comics kids, and then I kind of snuck in. And he just does a cookout. Yeah, you work with his friends and yeah, him sometimes. Yeah, but I'm not from Philly. Like, no, well, I guess he invited some other people You're who weren't from Philly. You're from Philly in the heart. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, but yeah, it was awesome. Uh, definitely learned do not leave turkey burgers on the grill and expect people to take care of them because they will burn to pieces because nobody remembers. <laughs> uh, but we ate a lot of food and talked a lot of comics. And I took up a bunch of the comics that we had here that like the damaged ones that we were going to donate to someone. I'm just like, do you guys want these before I donate them? And so like all these comics people are like, yeah, I'll take comics. So that was kind of cool. That's cool. I bribed them with comics. That sounds like fun. It was good. Yeah. How about you? I saw, I saw Ant Man. That was it. Oh. That's all I did. Did you see it? Like oh, no, actually, no. So I could talk about actually, it. Actually, Ant Man was just at the beginning of my day. See? I saw Ant Man at 10 a.m. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it was really cheap. Yep. Uh, I went with my cousin and uh, our family friend. It was kind of a cousin. Um, and then <laughs> they're all, he's close all cousins. Yeah. yeah. So we uh, we saw the movie and they were like driving back. We were like, oh, no, nothing to do. And, like, you know, he has, he has a wife and kid and, and they. While we were there, they chose to go to the Harper's Ferry, so they were like, oh. he's like, I'm free for the day, you know, I don't cool. have to deal with, like, you know, my crazy kid. <laughs> he's amazing, he's my godson. He's But he's, like, three, so he's kind of a lot, you know, a yeah. lot to deal with. And so he's like, oh, I have a day, you know, let's do something. And so we were like, let's go smoke cigars. <laughs> I don't know why, that was a choice. Okay. Uh, and we're like, where should we do it? And we're like, oh, we don't want to go too far. And then we're like, let's call the other Nick, because it was me and, <laughs> it was two Nicks. It was me and my cousin Nick, and then we called the other Nick. <laughs> and we're like, hey, uh. We're coming over to smoke cigars in your back patio. And he's like, uh, okay, let me get dressed. And so we spent the whole day there yeah. drinking, That's uh, cool. smoking cigars. And I was there until 2 a.m. Oh, my God. Uh, some more time around midnight, uh, my cousin's neighbor came by and they had a guitar. Uh, they played harmonies on guitars and they sang wow. songs and I was singing along and it was a great. That's I was amazing. Drunk. I was kind of drunk, but it was really <laughs> fun. I forgot about that part. See? Sounds great. Yeah. Good it was great. Lord. That's amazing. Cool. It was a full day. That was a day. See, I do stuff sometimes. Yeah. Uh, You're committed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was all the things we've been doing. Let's see what comic 
things have been happening. All right. Uh, not a lot of news this week. It happens. Uh, it's the post San Diego Comic Con hangover. You know, watching that man. All the big news happened. Uh, but uh, some of the trailers that were leaked from San Diego Comic Con were officially released because of the leaks. Yeah. Uh, so we got a Suicide Squad trailer and a Batman vs Superman trailer. Uh, did you guys watch either of them? I refused. <laughs> Jared refused. Kelly. Um, I watched the leaked Suicide Squad. Kelly. Which I couldn't I couldn't oh. hear anything. So <laughs> wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Let's let's cover the leak part. So was it someone filming yeah, this trailer? From, from the, uh, so from they the showed audience. it at Comic Con like an and said, Don't something. show this to anybody. And then someone copied Of course it. they did. No, that's what I'm saying. I just know how it had leaked. Yeah. There's like yeah. seven thousand people there. No, but there's like the leaked ones where it's like, Oh, it accidentally came no, out. This from the no, this is like a video. No, no, no. Like this was somebody recorded this. No, and it's at this point it is ridiculous to expect that no one is gonna record your thing. Like you should be ready the day after Comic Con ends to release the release the polished version of this that's ridiculous. So yeah, uh what did you think about what you saw of Suicide Squad? I mean, I I don't have how was the sound? Um, it was terrible, <laughs> I <thought laughs> as I have just said. So here's the thing. It looks okay. Uh, I don't have any, like... It's got Jai Courtney in it, which is definitely a bad thing. Yeah, I don't uh, really care a lot Jai about Courtney. the characters. A good... He's in like he was in that terrible Die Hard movie, the last one. Yeah. He was in he's in the Terminator movie. Nah. <laughs> uh, he's think, in a lot of bad movies. Yeah, I think the Joker looks terrible. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know about the Joker. Um, The voice was okay. Um, was it Kevin said today? He was like, I just can't see the Joker sitting still long enough for all of those tattoos. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, like, if he'd done him it himself, that would yeah. be one thing. But like, imagine him sitting in a chair, just being like, "All right, let's do it. Come on." Yeah, but <laughs> damaged in you know this script, right, right here, right, right. on my forehead. Yeah. I want some aerial forty-seven haws <laughs> on my chest yeah. and neck, please. <laughs> yeah, I hope there's some kind of explanation for that. It looked. Somebody said, I don't know. They said that it looked like Batman knocked out his teeth, so that's why he had a grill. <laughs> But I, I whatever. Uh, there's Batman in the trailer. He's fighting Joker. It's kind of cool, I guess. Uh, the only thing I actually liked that I thought I did wouldn't like was uh, Marco Robbie is Harley Quinn. Oh yeah. Uh, she had the voice down pretty well, and she the jokes were kind of funny. Yeah, yeah I th- I've heard. I mean, I think she's really there's cute. A, I think she's a good casting choice. Yeah, for yeah. It. She's, she's. I good. don't like the design. That no, they have her I don't really like the all. design too much. But I think her personality will win through because. There's like a part where like Batman's like smashing Joker's car and she's like, I hope you have insurance. And she sounds like, you know, like Harley Quinn. So, I don't know. It's it's It looks all right. <laughs> the There's some terrible things in it. Killer Croc looks pretty bad. I was saying he looks like one of the Goombas from the Mario Brothers movie. Oh, mm. no. <laughs> Except with like a bigger head. Oh. Well, I mean, that's an improvement. Like an enlarged, <laughs> enlarged Goomba head. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I expect him to say something like, I don't know, see you later, alligator. <laughs> oh. uh, oh, you're about boy. to get crocked. Uh, or like, this is a crock. Yeah. I, don't know. Oh. I expect him to say a lot of puns, but I don't yeah. think, I don't, I'm just guessing. <laughs> it looks all right, like visually. I'm always sad um, you don't make movies. Looks all right visually, and uh, it looks like Will Smith isn't kind of as big as uh, some of the other characters, which is cool. I mean, the colors in it look good it's bright it's yeah. not like uh, so much dc stuff has been just like dark dark yeah. dark 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 you can actually like see the sun a little bit Speaking which is that, nice the Speaking batman vs superman unrelenting Charlie, darkness is dark 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 <laughs> so everything is terrible i <laughs> i guess the only thing i kind of liked about it is the fact that although i don't know 
if this happened because of fan reactions. But so the you know the way that Batman fights, it gets an argument with Superman or whatever happens is because you know Bruce Wayne is in Metropolis and he's seeing everything get destroyed, including his building where all of his people are in, and they all yeah. get killed. Oh. And that's why he wants to kill Superman because he's like reckless or whatever. Problem solved. Um, I'm gonna kill him too. And he's coming out of retirement. You see a Robin costume yeah. in his cave. Yeah, the the old like the elk. I don't, not elderly, but older Batman, yeah. that aspect of it. I, like I didn't that. expect it, and yeah. I I find it interesting, but I don't have any faith in <laughs> Zack Snyder to do anything yeah. compelling yeah. with it. Some of the action stuff looked all <laughs> right, wait, wait, but wait, wait. I don't know. Have you read Dark Knight Returns, Kelly? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Isn't the Robin in that name Kelly? Is Carrie Kelly? Carrie Kelly. Yeah. Carrie, yeah. It's not yeah. Kelly. It's Carrie. Well, that's fine. Close enough. Uh, Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You would like, uh, but yeah, I hope she shows up. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to think about it. I just, it looks okay, I guess. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> Yay! But, yeah, <laughs> not nothing too exciting. Um, it's but, happening. It's yeah, definitely it. happening. There's no other news. Uh, I don't know. There's some other stuff. But we've got questions. There's a Blade series coming out. Oh really? Yeah, a female nice. Blade. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Looks cool. Uh, anyway, so let's do some questions. Yeah. All right, first up, we got a question from Mike. Uh, Mike says, if you only had the time or money to read one title from a franchise or family of comics, Avengers, Batman, Spider-Man, Justice League, etc., which title would you pick? Is that so we only get one of those franchises? Yes. Or, oh, boy. Yeah. Or another franchise, but... Like, yeah, yeah, but so it's not like each franchise we get to pick one. No, no I think it's... Uh, no. Yeah. Of all the big ones? Yeah. I mean, you could you could say which one you would pick from each one. I think that's kind of what he wants, right? I don't know. No, uh, I don't think that's the Kelly disagrees. Let's do it Kelly's way. Okay. Say we just got to pick. Well, our... first, let's say which franchise or family of books would you pick? The mm. Avengers. Really? Yeah. Uh, I've read the most of. I'd either pick the Avengers, Avengers or Spider Man, but I'm Nick not was sure. going to say Spider Man. Yeah, probably. I don't like Spider Man. Uh, <laughs> you don't like Spider Man? I. I, I Peter Parker. <laughs> really? Yeah, you didn't know this? No. Yeah, no, I, I think he's like the most boring character in comics. <laughs> what is happening? I was never a teenage boy, you and just... I think that is a pretty crucial thing. <laughs> wow! In one's enjoyment, like I love Marvel? Miles Morales. You I like love Miles. Yeah, she's the same character. No, she's not. <laughs> she's basically. I mean, she's different, she's obviously, in, in different ways, but much better. The gist of it is, she's like you know, yeah, a, a more modern Peter Parker. Well, she's better. <laughs> she's and I better. like her. <laughs> improving. They have on the it. same kind of, you know, problems. Um, and she's now with the Avengers, so my yeah. my answer stays the same. <laughs> it is the Avengers. The Avengers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know between Avengers and Spider Man. I probably go with Spider Man, I guess, because I always enjoy some Spider Man stuff. Yeah. But I don't know Avengers. You would get a little bit more. But see, I think that's why we're focusing on the wrong part. I think he's probably asking, "What would you pick from each?" Oh, well, you could do that one. too. I don't know. I think it's 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 more interesting if you can only pick one. Oh, one title from a franchise. Yeah, because yeah, he says one title from a franchise. So, like, w- which Avengers book would you read? No, oh, that's a good point. Um, hmm. See, it's hard now because there's that a bunch harder. of relaunches happening. Yeah, yeah, so that's I tricky. don't know. Um, you I know, if I had to guess, I'd I'd say uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know which one. New all Avengers. All new Avengers. Probably all. Yeah, new. all new, all different Avengers. Yeah. If I had to choose, because you know that's got. That's Some of my favorites. New selection Scott Miles of cool people together. Kamala yep. and the female Thor's there. And All right. So Batman. Let's move on. Uh, from Batman? I don't know. Who'd you guys pick? I, I, I guess I would read I Batman. Think, I think just mean Batman. Like, 
in except for a very few times like batman is consistently the main lead in this in the family unless something really weird has happened and detective is but you know like would you read batman over gotham academy I wouldn't. Ooh. I was just thinking. I think I would pick Gotham Academy, yeah. actually, or, or Batgirl. Batgirl. Yeah, I would pick one of those two. Is Black Canary now in that family? I don't know. Maybe not. She's kind of on her it's own. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. yeah, she split off. Um, ooh, I, I would tough. read the main Batman book. I've been liking it so, uh, it, and I like the other ones yeah, too. But man, that's, that's tough. That's the one I like the most, I guess. It would Do, be that. Does it have to be a currently ongoing thing? Because like from Justice I League, thinking. I would let's just pick. Stick, let's just stick to current. I would pick the Azarello Wonder Woman forever. That's true. How about Spider Man books? Which of the Spider Man books would you read? Silk. Ooh. Spider Woman. I really like Spider Woman a lot. Spider Woman is pretty great. Also, Miles. I'd, I'd got to go Miles. Miles. Yeah. He's my boy. He's yeah. too cool. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. This yeah. is really tough. Oh, this is. These are some tough choices here. Yeah, I'd, I think we'd all pick Miles. Um, Spider Man Woman would be pretty close for me, though. Yeah. Yeah, or so. Um, honestly, or Spider Gwen. No, really. Spider Gwen. Just cross our fingers and everybody Spider but Peter Burst Parker shows up. <laughs> Can't believe you hate yeah. Peter Parker. Yeah, oh I don't gosh. know. I'm, Zombies and Peter Parker. Yeah. Things I hate. <laughs> Man. I don't know. Yeah. Have you read the early like Steve Ditko first Spider Man issues? Doesn't matter. Have, I don't. Have you read them? Doesn't yeah, matter. I've read some of them. Oh my gosh, they're like some of the best comics ever made. I would pro- actually, you know, uh, I would probably read Amazing Spider Man just because. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that would be the main Spider-Man book. Yeah. But maybe not. I mean, it seems like this Miles Morales one is going to be the main one now. Yep. That's another problem. These are not it. So, uh, how about Justice, Justice League? League family. Oof. That's pretty easy for me. Just stay with Justice League? Yeah, because you... Regular Justice does, League? That doesn't mean, like... It's like, yeah, like Justice League, Justice League 3000, Justice League of America. Justice League Dark. They regular had a, they had a just, of them. Plain Justice old League Justice Unlimited. League, I would stick with. That seems Again, to be like yeah, I feel like that one's always been a good. Focus it's like the well. main book too. It's like where all the big things happen in the DC universe. So That's true. Let's stick with that. And it's you know it's been fun enough. Um, and I don't really like too many of the other ones. Are we forgetting any other big ones? Yeah. I mean Batman. Honestly. I mean, does Batman and Aquaman and all that count as Justice League? They books? are members of the Justice yeah, League. Yeah, but that's not really. But then Batman has his own family of books. Yeah. How about everybody except Batman? I guess. <laughs> yeah. Because the rest don't have family, but except for Green Lantern. Well, so. we'll see what else we I, got. We got I the, would the pick Superman family. All those books. Mm. Yeah. So I'm I, just saying, like, that's a category we haven't talked about. Yeah, there's a lot of them. I Superman family. I would read Action Comics. Action's been great. Like Greg Pak and Aaron. Yeah. Kim. That's the best one. I don't know. I would I would pick the the previous Wonder Woman run or the yeah. the WB <laughs> Justice League cartoon. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that would be my pick. <laughs> or or the uh, the Young Justice cartoon and comic. tie in comic books. <laughs> that that is the best for me as far as I'm concerned. There we go. That's wow. our, that's the yeah, answers. That's, that's a some, bunch of answers. Arguing. You got a lot yeah. of answers there. Uh, so yeah, thanks, Mike, for the question. Uh, next up, we got a question from Nick. Also, not me. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm going to say it's not me. It's definitely <laughs> not. <clears throat> I wouldn't say this. Uh, he says, after a fairly lackluster set of nominations and winners for the Eisner Awards, I think Kelly will take issue with that, and hardly the most exciting or innovative set of new launches from DC, Marvel, or Image, it seems that the problem with American comics is their lack of outside influence except in the fringes. You only have to look at what is being published in Asia and Europe to see far better work being published elsewhere. Do you think that the U.S. comics market will ever open up and be more receptive to outside ideas, or is it doomed to never escape cycle of safe ideas and big-name creators? Mm. I do object to the premise of the question, at least in <laughs> terms of the description of lackluster. Um, yeah. I thought the Eisner nominations and uh, winners were fantastic. A lot of them were women, yeah. and a lot of it was subject matter for kids, which I think is great, and I think it's a big indicator of 
sort of where people want always a, yeah. the I always, industry to move. Yeah. Um, I mean, Lumberjanes won two Eisner yeah, <laughs> Awards. That's, that's great. So, and I mean, and I think actually that in, that in itself is an indication that things are changing. Like, I would take that as a better indicator than, you know, the stuff that DC and Marvel and Image have announced. I also don't take any stock in any award things yeah, in general. You got to remember the Eisner's <laughs> is like a panel of six judges. And it's then like it's, the, and then it's a popularity contest yeah. in a lot of ways. It's like the Oscars that, so. or something like that. Yeah. Oh, I it, did, awards are tricky. They're so hard to get. Like, There's probably so many things that, can, like, you know, I mean, how many issues of Frontier got nominated, you know? Like, right. I don't know. There's like... You know, it's yeah, just... I, I've had friends who are on the Eisner panel, and, and I don't even know like... any, any who anybody who won any awards except for Lumberjanes, right. just because I knew that. Yeah, but I did. Yeah, I don't know who won any Eisners this year. I didn't, well, I this one summer won the won the big award. That's true. So. Yeah, well, yeah, you know that makes sense. You know, that's the biggest, most, uh, you know, it's the best big book, book of the year. That yeah, came out. yeah. Uh, Emily Carroll won a couple. Um, yeah, yeah. Those are all like you know Hester super high selling. Yeah, I mean definitely. Books, but it's like, but they're also, I mean, for the most part, I think really good. Right. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess the thing is with European and Asian comics, there's maybe a little it's, more of like a, a broad spectrum of things. I think I they're guess. still healthier in a lot of ways than the American industry is. Like it's we're getting, getting better, better though. but yeah. Um, I mean, Asia is just ridiculous. They've got comics for everybody. Yeah. And Europe, I think, has just been accepted as a good industry for longer. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but, the audience. It, the audience in those places is very different yeah. here than than here. And also, like he says, like the image stuff. You know, it's it's you know most of the time it's like big name authors and writers and artists that you you know and recognize. But so there's you know there's some that that break through and make it that like recently you know um uh, Nathan Nathan Williamson is that his name right? <laughs> the guy who writes Nailbiter and Birthright. Uh, Joshua Joshua, Joshua Williamson, Williamson. Yeah. not Nathan. Joshua Williamson who writes Nailbiter and you know Birthright. Like those books kind of have popped out and they're great. Yeah. Um, you know, Copperhead is one that's like, you know, nobody really knows those guys very yeah. well and that's popped out. And, and I mean, like we talked about last week, <laughs> the uh the island stuff and there's more sort of from that school of people yeah. coming. Pretty Deadly is coming back. There's that From Under Mountains, the new Marion Churchland oh, book that's that coming out. Yeah, yeah. I think there's some exciting stuff, interesting, different stuff coming from Image, and they had been a little bit in sort of a gritty sci-fi rut. Yes, that's the kind of problem. It's like, this is working, and then they start doing it over. Yeah, but. I was I mean, <coughs> disappointed in a lot of the creators that Marvel has brought on, and yeah. the fact that there isn't a lot of variety, and yeah. um, and DC as well. So, Although DC, I think, has brought in some new people. Yeah, I think, I think part but, of it is just like, the industry still has to get bigger. It's like yeah, it's not just, as big as Europe or Asia. Like, that's the problem. No, it's definitely a niche market. Yeah, and United so it's like when we break out of the niche market, then you can have like other books that would be very small be still be successful, and then they're gonna do them. So right. it's yeah. tricky. It's tricky. <laughs> I, I, I think it's getting a lot better, but yeah, that's it's getting there, and then so. slowly getting to a place where it's kind of more of like a world marketplace. Yeah, that's we, we have a lot of European comics and a lot of yeah, like we talked about Japanese last week with like Delcor switching over to English digitally and like so much manga, really yeah. good. Manga and a lot of European stuff getting re- reprinted yeah. now, and you know, so there's some good stuff popping up here and there. I don't yeah, know. hopefully, and really nice collections of manga and yeah. stuff for yeah. the first time in English. If, like, there's definitely an effort to, to bring yeah. the good to, stuff to bring the good and stuff and yeah. back and forth like more stuff's getting put into i guess japan doesn't care about us or anybody else but like but more stuff go, showing up there's in lots Europe and lots and of fan translated stuff i mean tons right. and yeah. tons of fan translated but stuff even so even if you go back like, to it like 10 years oh, um, yeah. like compared to like then to now is like insane it's yeah. true amounts of just variety and 
you know different kinds of talents different and I think kinds of artists also how many writers. good kids books are out now <clears throat> i yeah. think like in the long term view, you have to look at like how many people in ten like years. Good kids books. Yeah. But how many people in ten years are going to be making comics right. that grew up with better influences? Right. Yeah. Because you can kind of like see the cycle of like, oh, you all grew up on Love and Rockets. Oh, you all grew up on Bone. Oh, like that starts happening. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a lot more interesting when it's like, oh, you grew up. Oh, you like this, and there's so many different influences. So. And the superhero thing is kind of a problem that only yeah. the U.S. has. Where yep, it's kind of like the biggest thing that brings people to comics, but slowly people. A lot of people will slowly read more yeah. of this, more of that. Nothing wrong with superhero comics. I read a lot of them. Yeah, but, but it's so dominant <clears throat> that yeah. it's a big, big overwriting yeah. thing. But it's spreading and it's getting yeah. bigger, so we'll see. So the answer to your question is yes. We do think yes. it's going to optimistic. get better. I think and in 10 there years, are indications that it already is yeah. moving in that direction. It'll be yeah. even crazier in 10 years. Who knows? Man, it'd be we'll really see. interesting to start comparing this 10 years by 10 years. But whatever. Yeah, we'll have Lazarus <coughs> movie. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, a saga m- movie maybe. Oh my gosh! Episode Who knows? Five thousand of <coughs> this was, podcast yeah, where we will compare <laughs> <laughs> to this very episode uh, where I direct my uh, Arsene Schrauen movie. Oh my! Oh my god! I'll be replaced by robots. That'd be amazing. Uh, yeah. We'll have to go to the Congo. To I'll do cast it. Jared as a leopard person. I'll do it. I'm ready. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. So yeah, that's our <laughs> question. Thanks for the question, Nick. That's all the questions we have for today. Uh, next up, we're going to do some reviews. Hey, before we go Whoa, on to the next hold thing, on. let's say how people can oh, submit yeah. questions if Just they want to. Just in case wanna... you're curious. Yeah. So we like questions. All these questions were given in person, I think. Uh, no, uh, some of them came by email. Oh, okay. Uh, which is a good way to do it. You can email us at podcast at bigplanet.com. You can... Uh, Bigplanetcomics.com. Excuse me. Bigplanetcomics.com. <laughs> Big planets. Big planet. Uh, tweet it at us at Big Planet Comics. Uh, ask us on our Tumblr or in person or send me a postcard. Me personally, please. I would appreciate that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, any of those options. We love questions. We do. And now, something else we love, which is reviews. Yeah. We love comics. They're swell. None of that means Except anything. when they're written by Scott Lovedell. I prefer important books like Louis Riel. It's time for reviews. All right. First up today, we have Cyborg, number one. By David F. Walker and Ivan Reese. If you don't know what a cyborg is, it's a half human, half robot. He. Well, this cyborg is, yeah. You're just is talking generic cyborgs. <laughs> yeah, I was just talking about cyborgs. <laughs> if you don't know what a cyborg is. Oh, just the definition <coughs> of the term yeah. cyborg? Very, and so okay. this one is about a cyborg named Cyborg. <laughs> uh, oh I mean, code name Cyborg. <laughs> yeah, who is a member of the Justice League. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. What is his name? Victor. <laughs> Victor. <laughs> Victor Stone. Okay. Just I just called him a cyborg. So disappointed He's in a cyborg. You. So anyway, uh, this is kind of, um, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it. So basically, this starts off with Cyborg trying to figure out what's going on with his body because he's been dismantled and Cause he died. Yeah, he died and put yeah. back together. Upgraded. Yeah. Though that was a part that was confusing to me. I don't understand. Like the first two parts where he dies, I recognize, but then the third one, he's like, this is the most recent one. I was like, I don't know. Did that happen somewhere that I didn't read it? Maybe it didn't happen. Uh, maybe it happens in, in a future issue of Justice League. And <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Trinity War or whatever, which takes place, I think, in the past. I don't know. Anyway. So, yeah. So Cyborg's trying to figure out what's wrong with his body. In the meantime, we get 
cut to these kind of cyber organic creatures in outer space, which I don't know what's going on there, but clearly has some ties to cyborg. Well, that's these dudes the look exactly sequence. like yeah. the baddies in Mass Effect. I'm playing so much Mass Effect, yeah. and they look exactly like the husks in Mass Effect. So yeah, uh, alien design. it looks like cyborg uh, is going to fight the husks. So yeah, it's pretty entertaining. Uh, I don't know. I like the relationship between um, him and his dad and his uh, his sister. Man facing out I read, <laughs> I read this earlier today it's been a long day i don't know that um, she is a relationship other than that she works in this lab <laughs> she works in this lab. that she's just this part the only person who is listening to him when he talks right basically. She, she, well, she talks back a little bit they have a short <laughs> conversation um but yeah i don't know it's it's a bunch of scientists being dicks to cyborg for most of this issue a little honestly bit. they're like what's wrong with you cyborg <laughs> yeah uh but I liked it. I don't know. Some dis- somehow, despite the thing, I think I really like Ivan Rice's art. Usually, um, I liked him a lot on Green Lantern, and he does a good job on this. I feel like there's not a lot to talk about because it's mostly just Cyborg talking about his body and how he needs to fix it. Yeah, I kind of didn't like the internal monologue so much. I feel like that's always kind of a weird way to take it, um, right. where he's kind of thinking about a lot with his relationship with his father and stuff, which I felt like got harped on a little bit too much. Um, but was still an interesting thing of just like how different they are as people and how strained their relationship was. So I thought that was kind of an interesting start to a new series. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. Uh, so yeah, that's our confused opinions on <laughs> Cyborg number one. Uh, next up, we have Lovers Only, teen romance comics by Mickey Zakili. She goes uh, by Mickey Z. Mickey so. Z. Uh, I don't Kathy G. Name either. Yep. Catway, Kathy G. Johnson. Yep. Sophia Foster Domino. Dimino. 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 I don't know. Sorry, everyone. Dimino. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Or, or I'd like to see you guys names. try to pronounce my last name. Uh, uh, I, we've tried, and then you pronounce it a different way, and I realized I've been doing it wrong. Well, today I was like, Labat Babadubis. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody asked him. When the UPS guy asked uh, me my last name, he's like, What? Can you spell that? I was like, It's Smith. Yeah, it's <laughs> the easiest. Uh, yeah. So tell us, what is Lovers Only Teen Romance Comics about, Jerry? Uh, so this is a series of three stories, uh, each one by one of the people we just mentioned, uh, all roughly on the theme of teen romance comics. Which was a big thing in the 80s, or sorry, the 80s, the 50s, and then has died out in comics for the most part. And each one of them has a very distinct style, but kind of it works together as a theme of just like, I don't know, like these really intense focus moments on like kind of the emotions of what it's like to be a teen girl. A lot of com- yeah. little like sort of conversations, which um, yeah, kind of yeah. like these good little vignettes. But yeah, like the conversation is kind of the driving force of each of these stories. But also, like, like they how all people have... talk and what they <clears throat> talk about, and they all have this very subtle thing about the emotions involved because they're all teenagers, uh, so they're not sure themselves. There's like kind of like weird, you know, like looks and not sure what you're thinking and not sure what you you know. Yeah, it's like question, always uncertain and always questioning and stuff like what that. you're actually doing and what you're feeling and yeah. Yeah, so and it's, it's three different stories and the first one is sort of feel, felt to me very much sort of like a, I don't know, a locker room story, a locker room conversation between girls about, you know, the various sexual experience that they'd had yeah. and, you know, and there are taboos associated with yeah, it. You right. know, did it hurt? You know, did you bleed? Like this kind of stuff. Very, very frank. Um, definitely, definitely conversations that actually happen right. in high school <laughs> locker right. rooms, I assure you, um, in right. a really refreshing way. And I liked actually the, the way the, 
I don't know. I liked the way that the sort of the floating bubbles, uh, word bubbles right. and faces sort of, I don't know, meshed ran with each, over other. each other. Yeah, ran and, over each yeah. other. Um, this is I thought it worked really style, well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the Kathy G. Johnson story, the first one. Yeah. And the second one is uh, Mickey Z's, which is more just kind of like... A little harder to follow. Yeah, but that's just her style. It's yeah. kind of her, her stuff is kind style. of like, not scattered, but just kind of like... Chaotic. Chaotic, yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of like... It kind of gets across kind of like the intensity of all this of like... Right. And it's kind of a weird mix because it's like partly written in the time it's written. And then part of it is written like she's thinking... The characters are thinking back on it. Right. So you have this weird kind of contrast of like, oh, this is such a terrible day. And then it's like, I had a bad time when I went to the school yeah. there. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of interesting makes of it uh but i think my favorite is uh sophia foster Devino's at the end it's definitely the most focused i think yeah because it's just two people in kind of a moment as opposed to the others which are kind of like over several moments or with a lot of different people and talking stuff but it's two girls uh it's definitely the funniest visually there's like a car randomly drives (laughs) into the ocean there's a car driving (laughs) driving around to the ocean they see it drive past and then drive past again and every time it does it's the comedic timing of it is really really yeah it works out really well yeah the one thing i didn't like about that last story um was that it's very it's written at up to a certain point it's written very much in the moment and then there's a there's a bit where she says um because you know, I f- you feel everything intensely the way teens do. Oh, yeah. and it's I like love no her as teen, only a teen can. yeah, yeah. No teen thinks like as teens do. That's a thing that yeah. a person in their thirties right. thinks. Like, <laughs> oh, this is all encompassing. No, when yeah. you're a teen, it is just all encompassing. <laughs> yeah, like you, it's it's everything. You know, it's all or nothing. And that was the one thing that sort of like took me out of the moment a little yeah. bit. But otherwise, yeah, I loved that. It was good. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, really. It's, good. Uh, very fun. Very kind of. Modern romance, I guess, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and uh, this was published by Youth and Decline, right? Yeah, yeah with uh, co-published with Price Tapes, which is out of Providence, which huh. I don't know what that is going on there, that's but that was pretty interesting. Yeah, maybe so, they're co-publishing some stuff here. Yeah, and there. I was like, that's pretty cool because it says on the inside, "Lovers Only Number One." So I hope there are more. Yeah, be cool. Though. I hope so too. They're great. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that was that. What was it? Lovers, Lovers only, only. only. Teen romance comics. Uh, yeah, I had a long title. I was like, oh, teen romance comics. <laughs> something else. Uh, but yeah, it's good. Uh, next up, we have Power Up Number One by Kate Leth and Matt Cummings. I can pronounce those names. Yay. Good job. <laughs> they have some, I only have one told. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, um, <laughs> Kevin actually described it as the Zodiac Star Force sister comic because yeah. <laughs> there were these two magical girl comics that were announced right at the same time. Uh, this could not be more different from Zodiac Star Force, though. It is about a um, it's about a group of people, very different people from very different walks of life, who all sort of get hit by this ma- mystical force. Um, it's like heroes, sure, <laughs> or Sailor Moon, I guess. Right. Uh, but yeah, so the main character is this girl uh, Amy, who works in a pet store, and her life is just sort of generally like not great like as any retail workers is on an any given day you know running to catch the bus and you know trying to get your coffee and your boss is harassing you no offense to jared <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> it's yep. exactly like that pretty much um so yeah it's and so over the the course of the issue like she she sees this construction worker on her way to work and then this lady comes in to buy crickets which i loved because my brother used to have a, a lizard that ate crickets and we went through so too. many bottle like baggies of crickets uh one of the first 
pets I had was a frog, and I gave it too many crickets, and the crickets ate him. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. It was pretty bad. Well, we had a skink, and it once got loose and ate all the bugs in the house and then came back to its, <laughs> came back to nice. its aquarium. It was fantastic. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, and also a goldfish that is just for sale. Yeah. So, yeah, her, her boss leaves for a few minutes, and this just, like, giant, so she just gets zapped. Um, and the fish gets and zapped. And the fish too. gets zapped, too. The fish's name is Silas, yes. which is a great name. And so, like, this evil dude shows up, and the fish turns into a whale. It's yeah. fantastic. And shoots lasers out of its eyes. Yeah. So, yeah, it, we don't really know how the how this group is going to get together Yeah, you barely point. see the other characters. Uh, you just, just sort of see end, Amy. You start to see that. This is described on TV as kind of a weird like attack on the store by some crazy person, but the other people are clearly recognized that this is also the kind of magical effect yeah. that has affected them is someone else. So I hopefully they're all gonna go buy crickets and have a weird chat or something. <laughs> yeah, so I um I really love this. I love Cummings art. It's like fun and sort of cheerful and cartoony. Um and I think Kate's writing works really well for this. Yeah. Um, it's very fun, very cute, very light. There's not a whole lot going on underneath the surface, but I don't think there needs to be. No, it's for fun. This, yeah, it's like so yeah. fun. It's like an all ages kind of fun. Yeah, definitely all ages. It's book. Uh, one of six parts as part of uh, Boom's Boombox thing that they do for like sort of mid range kids. Right. <laughs> so yeah, so, I love this. This, was, this was my favorite thing this week. I had some problems with the action scenes. I don't know if it's just because the bad guy, whatever alien weird power he has, his power is like kind of shaping darkness and shape, yeah, shape kind of a hard himself. power to. It's just hard sh- to get across what is happening, which I guess is kind of the point. Um, but that was a little hard to follow for me, uh, especially because it would like break down the panels, would change format to be like, let's show how crazy this fight scene is about to become. Um, I don't know. I didn't really have. A problem with it, but I, I can. Did. I guess I can see. It's a little weird, but, but uh, overall, Kevin, the construction dude, is amazing. I really like him, and Silas, the fish, is also amazing. So <laughs> his eyes um, are big and bulgy. Really looking forward to more of those guys. Yeah. Well, that was power up number one. We all liked it. Uh, next up, Star Lord and Kitty Pride number one by Sam Humphreys and Alti Firmancia. Oh, oh man! Wow, I don't know. Firmancia. I don't know. Firmancia. That sounds writer than me. I sure. Don't know. Uh, Sorry, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so this is part of that uh, declining list of Secret Wars titles. Um, more number ones. More number ones, yeah. Really, really good. So basically, uh, the thing that I really, really liked about this is that this is not a new version of Peter Quill. This is the Peter Quill from Legendary Star-Lord. Like, yeah. he was on the lifeboat. And spoilers for Secret Wars number four, but all the regular Marvel Universe that survive, characters that survived got scattered to different yes. domains. So he is in, you know, a Manhattan. I think he's in um, the club that's in the Inhumans book yeah, yeah. because Black Bolt is tending bar. Yeah. And he <laughs> is working as a nightclub singer. And it's great. I'm not going to tell you what he's singing because I think that's... It's a, one of the a, best a, parts. It's one of the best parts. <laughs> you should definitely check it out. And he's really bummed because he's engaged to Kitty Pride, and he thinks she's been destroyed with the rest of the Earth. Right. Um, and so naturally, a Kitty Pride walks in, <laughs> and it's not the one he thought. It was. No, so I, I love that dynamic of he he is you know he remembers all of this and she doesn't, and so they're they're automatically on like a different level with each other. Um, yeah, this was a lot of fun. It was very funny. The art is fantastic. Uh, the art is so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Drax has Drax is amazing. amazing hair. <laughs> I was yeah. gonna He's say got this ridiculous pompadour that's yeah. like a foot. Sticking up above his head. Yeah. yeah. 
And at one, like, point, at one point, Peter says to him, like, you're not the Drax that I remember. Like, he doesn't have any hair. And he's like, what? He's like, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, I think, like, the kind of, like, cartooniness in certain moments, like, uh, when Gambit has, like, the little hearts floating over his head <laughs> yeah. that he thinks something's going his way. Yeah. And just, like, it, it's such a good mix of, like, ex- like exaggerated cartooniness that really works to emphasize emotions and stuff. And, like... Oh my gosh, this is great. This, was, all, this was also, so fun. Uh, really Star Lord's backup band is uh, members of X Factor. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Polaris Wilspain, I think, and Strongman, which is incredible. There are a lot of really good um, detailed, like, facial zoom ins, like, you focusing on people's eyes. Yeah. And it's really good. And that's one of those things that's that. That's true. Uh, yeah, they don't do that very that often. Doesn't, you don't see very often in comics. Yeah. And it's so easy just to not put a lot of detail in that. And they're just detailed enough like it's really really good it's um, very good so yeah i am really excited about this yeah, it's definitely comic. definitely one of the best ones highest done. recommendation Indeed. yeah so great uh next up but uh, certainly not least is wolf number one yeah alice cott and matt taylor uh jared what was wolf about uh so basically this uh nick described it quite well as uh, a new like a hard-boiled crime version of constantine right uh, so Antoine Wolf is the the main guy who is basically immortal. The opening scene is him uh, in a straight jacket, completely on fire, burning to death yeah. while uh, singing songs to himself. And then it cuts to 10 hours later. Uh, and it's there. It's set in L.A. and it's, you know, a huge population of normal people, but also a unknown population of kind of the weird supernatural monster types. And so Wolf... Uh, Basically can't die as far as he can tell, but he wants right. to die. But he's also trying to protect his brother, or help his brother out, and at the same time, just kind of keeps getting caught up. It's like the classic noir thing where he gets yeah, dragged this, into it, cases. Yeah, this crime boss and, wants yeah. him for like a dangerous job and tests him out by setting him on fire. Yep, uh, <laughs> um, but he can like see dead people. There's like so much like supernatural stuff going on. There's like yeah, he's like a friend. war veteran, so he's talking to all the ghosts of all the dead soldiers that were. Yeah, him. and then like his friend shows up, who's basically like half Cthulhu monster. Yeah, who has a problem with his vampire landlord. So it's like this weird mix of like supernatural kind of Buffy stuff, but then it's like so grounded, yeah. and hard boiled styled. But it's it, also got a lot of like heady complex yes. dialogue <laughs> at there's, times. There's some really good stuff too, where like you know something bad is happening, and he starts walking towards the door. And then it just goes to a black page that says, don't worry, we'll come back to that. And then so yeah. he's that clearly like, I mean, Al Scott is always good at kind of like having these like very tricksy right. interwoven plot lines that he starts going forward. Uh, but then another, there's a little girl running around who's clearly. I think she's a little girl. She's like a teenager, teen pop star kind of. Is that her? Yeah. Oh, I thought that's someone different. <laughs> yeah, no, that's her. <laughs> the really? one that jumped out of the car earlier. Yeah. Yeah, that's her. Oh, wow. Well. well, anyway, she shows up covered in blood. She witnessed the murder. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so there's a lot of stuff that's very, very quickly getting tied together. Uh, and so this issue is what, 40 pages? 60, really 60 pages yeah, long. Yeah, I counted it. <laughs> so yeah, so there's a lot of setup, but this is perfect because it gives you that much time to like kind of pull it all together. Yeah, it's a cool world and it's very interesting. And I, I don't know, it's, it's got a good amount of like, I don't know, a little bit of humor, a little bit of drama and a, a cool case. I don't know. I like. I, th- I really I like liked a lot. lot of the supporting characters too. I think Wolf yeah. is a really interesting character too. Yeah, but but I thought Matt Taylor's art is very good. Oh man, so good for this. Um, it's kind of like clean lines, um, but very um, purposely picked colors for each scene. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of yellows and oranges, and then 
during the weirder parts it's blue and green i don't know it's cool i will say this is something that you probably need to read a few times <laughs> um, yes i read it once and i'm like this was awesome i don't understand yeah, parts of it <laughs> i i found it's it very, very obtuse and i think that is also just the way alice caught writes yeah. and the way i read because i find his stuff often impenetrable it's very well, this is um, also like one of those so, very complicated plot stories that yeah. we don't know everything that's going on yet I think he's so, one so of the, yeah be prepared to like if uh, to like commit some time and delve into it because there's a lot going on and it gets kind of dense yeah he's somewhere between um, graham morrison and warren ellis yeah because there's like time jumps and like character jumps and flashbacks and like and very complex ideas and, yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know. I get kind of bummed. Like, I guess because I loved Secret Avengers so much that I know he's capable of like really Really excellent, deft humor. And you just don't see it in a lot of his creator owned stuff or any of his creator owned stuff. A little bit of it here with his like Cthulhu friends slurping coffee. Not a whole lot. So I don't know. That, that, I mean, I, that has, it's not a thing against this book that's just a general disappointment. (laughs) He'll do something funny soon, I'm sure. That's hope. Yeah. That was Wolf number one. Yeah, pretty awesome. I really liked it. Um, and last, but certain, certainly, certainly, certainly not least. And definitely last, last. Definitely yes. last <laughs> uh, is Fables well, number 150, also volume 22 of the trades, yep. depending on which way you're reading it. Uh, this is must be the biggest last issue of all time. Yep. Uh, uh, somewhere near 200 pages. Yeah. Um, and one of the best. Uh, I think my... My last, before this, my favorite was probably the last issue of Sweet Tooth. Yeah. Which is a very good last issue. Um, which is, it's hard to nail a very good last issue. And this completely nails it. Um, the first 60 or 70 pages are the tying up the main storyline that's going on. There's a big conflict between Rose Red and uh, Snow White. A lot, a lot of characters die, and um, you see a lot of glimpses of the future. But uh, the best part of this is the last. Uh, half of it is the last story for each character. So it's you know, the last Clara story, the last Snow Queen story, the last, you know, everybody. And those are all Bill Willingham, but different artists. So they all have a different feel to them. Um, and each artist fits the tone of each story. So some yeah. of them are serious. Some of them are funny. Some of them are just super adventure-y. Um, that's the problem with a lot of series is like, right. especially something of the fables would had such a sprawling cast. It's yeah. like, there. This is there's no other way you could have had a satisfactory ending without trying to like it's like Harry Potter. Like you always want to see what happens to every character next. But the most amazing part of that section is that um, you get little hints about each of the characters and each of the world and they all kind of build together to a big kind of finale. So it's almost like a story within all these smaller stories that you get hints of and then bigger pieces of. And I don't know. It's so well done. Um, That's awesome. And I love where everything ends up and yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah, it's Fables 150. I know you guys didn't read it because you're way behind. behind on Fables. Yeah, rec- all the way behind. I recently <laughs> caught up. Jared's only a little far behind, yeah. but uh, I yeah, I recently caught up, and I'm glad I did because it was an amazing finale. That's awesome. Uh, it's Fables 150. All right. And that's it for the episode. Episode 149. Oh, we're back with 150. Oh, oh boy. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's it. We'll see you next week. Or no, actually, we're all going to be on vacation next week, so maybe the week after. It'll be complicated. We'll sort it out. We'll figure it out. You'll hear us at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.